the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Apple. Touchdown! With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, fan of FantasySixPack.net. With me as always, well, I wouldn't say always, with me tonight, <laughs> AJ Abagarth. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, busy, busy, short week, but glad to uh, be off for a couple of days. Absolutely. So uh, speaking of short week, if you all are not figuring this out by now, we are live on a Wednesday, not a Thursday. Uh, Thanksgiving will be tomorrow night. Gabba gabba biatches. Um, so enjoy the day. We will be and uh, we will not be joining you on a podcast. So that's why we're here on Wednesday to get you ready for week 12 of the fantasy football season. But uh, before we jump into all of that, got to go through the business here and uh, we got your memberships guys. They're still, they're still available. Um, the last couple months here, look, playoffs are coming. You're going to have to make those tough, tough lineup decisions. Those, those waiver decisions, uh, plan out your rosters. This is where you make the money guys. You got to this point, maybe by yourself. Awesome. Um, don't screw it up. Get here, get in our discord, get get access to all the rankings, get access to all the waiver wire from Herms. Uh, if you play DFS, if you've been knocked out, you know, jump in some DFS, win your money back. Dave Eddy, Preston, those guys, man, they are here ready to help you win some money in DFS and they easily will do it. Trust me. Every time I take their advice, I don't play a lot. Um, I just don't have time to really dive into it as much as I really kind of want to, but Every time I do, those guys help me win data bills, bro. It is awesome. Um, so get in on that. We got betting advice as well from Mark and Mike Tomlin and uh, Aaron. These guys do great stuff over here at Fantasy Six Pack. And, uh, yeah, you got to join the memberships to get all of that, though, for sure. And then, uh, obviously, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave those reviews, leave those five stars, wherever you're watching and listening. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, glad to be glad you guys are here. So um, without further ado, AJ, I've got a, uh, a new way, by the way, to do our beer of the week. Uh, Ready? Okay. Mm, yeah. Beer. So beer. Oh, I turned off the loop. I forgot. But uh, yeah, we, we can do it twice. Well, too. I mean, that yeah. works because we're each drinking beer. So yeah, that's fine. But uh, yeah, so instead of the video that we usually have to play, 
good old StreamYard let us add audio. So I decided just to add the audio clip instead so you can see us still here for those three seconds, you know, because that's exciting. But uh, totally. <laughs> we, we can have some more fun with that later, you know, doing stuff like this instead. Because <laughs> we used to play that one, which was hilarious. Yes. Um, if nobody heard that, because I know it was really soft. I bet my walkie. I think that was for like injuries. Yeah. Did somebody just play that again? Anyway. All right. AJ, what are you drinking tonight? All right. So I uh, stopped at the local brewery store, beer store, whatever, um, and picked up the New Belgium Hop Raider IPA. It's their, I guess, seasonal whatever. It is uh, an 8.1 percenter, and yeah, that's about all that's on here. <laughs> so I have no idea what to expect. Okay, I opened it yet? So let's uh, let's just go ahead and do that. Oh yeah! All right. Mm. Nice aroma. Nah, good. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that's nice. I mean, it's it's, it's beer, so I'm, I'm sure you're you're super disappointed. So, uh, yeah, I was really expecting vodka. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right. Um. So I just had the the swap out the thing because I just realized what this this said. Um. So. I bought this in the store and and I was like looking it up going like, I don't know what beer this is. I couldn't find it and untapped. It didn't make any sense. But anyway, it's a Commonwealth Brewing beer, which I, you know, I, I buy quite a few of uh, Richmond beer that gets pulled up here quite a bit. It is a double IPA with HBC six, 630, uh, Idaho 7, two-row malt, oats and wheat. It sounds like beer, right? Uh, so I didn't really think about it at first. And like, if you just saw it, and it might be really hard for you to see, but like, if you just saw the name, what would you think that says? And I. Right. So I'm looking up and I, and I thought like Andal or something like that, or like Andy, right? I thought like maybe it was like a weird for Andy. Mm. And I was like, all right, sure. So I'm looking it up, can't find it. It just dawned on me that oh, guess what? It's a basketball player. <laughs> so it is Andy, Andy it's, Roddick. No, what? <laughs> You're an idiot. It is and one. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, that's an old moment. Yeah. No, it's just, yeah, well, get uh, off my lawn, basketball Jones. <laughs> I just didn't it just didn't register with me it doesn't like look like, like a, it doesn't look it doesn't really look like a one not gonna lie i i they, i mean i i can get it i i was now i now that, that i see now it that I now that i know what it is i see it but when you first look at it that doesn't look like a one guys it looks yeah. like an i or it looks like an l anyway back to the beer because that's what people care about um it is very tasty. I do give this a few. Actually, do I? Hang on. And one, two. I'll give it a four out of five. <sighs> that might be. I 
I might have had a, a 10 percenter before I started, so that might be a little generous. Um, I had, if you guys want to know, I actually drank a stout tonight at Ooh, look Brewbelly. At you. I know. Wow. Right? Uh, if you checked Discord, I do share, you know, we have the Happy Hour channel, which is kind of fun. Changes in latitudes. Oliver here. Brewing Speed of Darkness Bourbon Barrel Aged. I was just like kind of curious because there was a, there used to be a Dogfish Barrel Aged. Yes. I think I've, it was an IPA. I forget what it was called now, but it was phenomenal. Um, I loved I've had it. that one. And they got, they discontinued it. And so I was like, bourbon barrel, that sounds familiar. Let me, uh, I, so I had a taste of it. I was like, ooh, I don't usually like stouts, but that's pretty good. I'm starting to learn. Apparently I like bourbon. <laughs> so um, this is, uh, this was good. I actually gave it a four and a quarter, but it's a, it was a 10 percenter and it was a full like 12 ounce pour at, at Brewbelly tonight uh, for their Thanksgiving special, which was, it was $5. I was like, man, kind of wanted to go back and get another one. Okay. But at ten percent, I was good. <laughs> but anyway, um, had to drive the kids home. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, no. Anyway, this and one is is pretty solid. I'll probably give it anywhere between like a three and three quarter, three you know three point seven five and four on top. You can't go in between, so I'm kind of stuck with either one of those. I'll decide later. But good beer, I like it. Um, let's get into the show, man. Shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's so. Lead off with some news that dropped today, and that is uh, the New York Jets have officially benched Zach Wilson in favor for Mike White. <laughs> as much as we were excited about Zach Wilson getting benched, fantasy managers really wanted Joe Flacco. That dude made that offense go the first few weeks, man. He really yeah. did. Um, so, you know, still, though, it, it it is news that the offense really has struggled under Zach Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson got a, you know, started picking up a little speed for a while there. Really, nobody else has gotten going. Uh, Brees Hall was good, but obviously he's not there and that won't matter. But, you know, what's your what's your initial take on now it being Mike White over Zach Wilson? Well, uh, I'm going to say that there's probably no rumors about Mike White and anybody's best friend's mom or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his his personal life is like, but I'm, I'm going to assume it's not as fun as uh, Zach Wilson's. Um, I mean, with a name I, like I, Mike White, you're just a player. Exactly. Um, I think uh, I think it'll be good. I mean, you got to look at at the situation and as a whole, though. You know, Wilson has Michael Carter, doesn't have Brees Hall. Um, you know, he's been in and out uh, for the season. I just I just don't know if he's really got a chance to try to come back with what he had from the end of last year. Um, I mean, it's second, second overall pick. Who's that? Who? Oh, Wilson. Oh, wait, oh. Wilson didn't play much last year. No, well, Did no, he? he actually was, no. was fairly was... solid down the stretch last year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're that's, kind of that's right, right there, but it was, uh, oh. 
Like there was no chemistry this year with him and Elijah Moore. And that well, no, Elijah Moore was a ghost. Like, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um, I mean, crazy. Denzel Mims was serviceable occasionally last year. And now he's I a mean, nobody. I, yeah. I feel like it's got to get better because it's just been bad. But mm-hmm. Wilson's only got two losses for this team, and they're both against the Patriots. So, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I get it. I, in my opinion, it's a weird football move. Um, I, I I disagree from it. I, di- I disagree with it from a football move. Fantasy move. I think we're all happy. Uh, he was awful. Z- z- you know, Zach Wilson was not startable himself. He kind of made Garrett Wilson startable. Um. But outside of that, I mean, Michael Carter was like a desperation. Like you had to be, you know, running on fumes for running backs or starting two, three flex players to start Michael Carter, which, you know, I I have feelings. Um, But yeah, you know, like I said, I I think a lot of us, and, and we talked about this on our Slack channel within just amongst ourselves at Fantasy Six Pack where we were all really hoping for Joe Flacco. I mean, come on, we saw what what was going on with his offense when Flacco was there. Wilson was really good. Moore wasn't total disaster. Conklin was amazing. Um, the the thing I kind of look at more so than anybody here is I wonder how good Michael Carter can be with Mike White there. And the reason why I say that is last year with Mike White under center, I want to say Carter had like an average of like seven and a half targets a game or seven and a quarter targets a game, which is crazy good. Um, So... I, you know, I don't know if that's expected to, you know, because there was no Garrett Wilson, back, you know, last year. So maybe that's not to be totally expected, but maybe there's just something too that, like, really, Mike White's not that good of a quarterback. So he's just going to check it down a lot because that's what he's good at. <laughs> so I, th- I think, uh, you know, maybe a slight boost for Michael Carter, but I don't think anything that we're going like, oh man, Michael Carter is going to be like, you know, a, a league winner at this point, but could he, he could be, he could help you for sure more than you thought he was. I think I, yeah. I think I, I think we could safely go there. Um, I, I mean, the, the big thing to look at here is I guess the game against Cincy last year where he had 405 <laughs> four, yards, uh, three four. touchdowns. They have two um, picks, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, two picks. Crazy but it, good at game. that point, it really didn't matter. Um, it, it's absurd. I mean, his completion percentage was eighty-two percent. Yeah, it was that, that game was nuts, man. But then it came, uh, but then, then then the bottom fell out, man. Like he had one, yeah. one touchdown, zero interceptions the next game, and then it was the dreaded <laughs> no touchdowns, four interceptions against the Bills. So, and then. Yeah, at that point, Bills, so. at that point, Zach Wilson was like, you know, right after that Cincy game, we're all going like, oh, 
well, yeah. well maybe, maybe Zach Wilson isn't the guy. Maybe it's going to yeah. be Mike White. And uh, and then he then he kind of went the next week, and then it was like <laughs> just like fell through the ice the next week, and and uh, we were like, oh well, maybe not. <laughs> but clearly, Zach Wilson's not the answer either. And you know his his stupid answer at the end of last last game, where it's like, do you think you let your team down? He's like, no. You know, we scored three points. Like, you scored three points, you jackass. Come on. Yeah. Um, whatever. All right. Let's move on here. We got some uh, stock up, stock down talk here, which uh, kind of correlates to, you know, Zach Wilson getting the call here or getting benched here. And, you know, we're seeing, I think we all kind of agree that they're the Jets running backs and receivers and tight ends, their stock, I would think has to be going slightly up a little wait and see, but uh, I think everybody's a little more excited over that than, than Zach Wilson. So let's talk about some other stock players that have their stocks going up or down right as the playoffs are approaching. And these are guys that I know at mo- at this time, you know, you're probably not going to be able to go trade for them, but just some guys that, you know, you might, be able to find on waivers or um, maybe you've been stashing and you might really need to consider like starting them over some of these studs who maybe their stock is going down, um, especially matchup dependent type of thing. One of the first guys, AJ, that that I wrote down and we're going to start with quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, don't look now, man, but this guy has been playing very, very well lately. Um, over the last three weeks, his <clears throat> fantasy points per game puts him at QB one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, which I know isn't like game breaking or anything, but um, it's QB 10, man. 20 points per game, over 20 points per game for fantasy. You know, you're talking about he's he's actually been playing better per game than Josh Allen, than Kyler Murray, then well, I'll get to that one. You know, he but he's right there with like Jalen Hurts, uh, Dak. He's ahead of Geno. He's ahead of Brady. He's ahead of all these guys. Um yeah. And I believe the playoff matchups for him, I did not look this up, but his playoff matchups are fairly good coming down in the playoffs here. Oh, yes, it is. 15, 16, 17, he gets Seattle, Washington, and then Mike LaPlante's favorite to pick on, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I mean, he gets some nice playoff matchups. I mean, if he's out there in your leagues – you got to go get him, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he should not be out there in your leagues at this point. Um, I mean, especially after Monday. I mean, he's going to be the hottest pickup, I feel like, this week. Uh, or he probably already was today, but I know some some do uh, Thursdays. So, dude, if you don't have him, go get him. Like, no matter what, even if you need to try to trade for him, if you still have a trade deadline that hasn't passed, and I know we're getting kind of down the, to 
to the wire on some of these things, but yeah, this is usually the last week for trades. Yeah. But um, if if it hasn't already passed, I mean, look, I, I get it. It's still going to be hard to stop start Jimmy G over like a Hertz, and you're not going to over a Dak over. You know, you're definitely not doing it over Allen or Mahomes or Burrow or those guys. If you stumble it into the playoffs with like a even like a Gino who's kind of going down from where he was. Um, you're stumbling in there with, with a honestly, even with like a Justin Herbert who hasn't really looked awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, you start some Jimmy G over him. Like though the weapons are there now with CMC and Debo balling out and Ayuk's really picked it up and Kittle's really getting going. This, this team is looking nice, man. Um, yeah. He was super efficient the last couple of games, 19 out of 28, 20 out of 29, 21 out of 25. Like he's, he just doesn't miss. And you've seen all the graphics on all, you know, whenever they play on Sunday night, especially Collinsworth is, oh, all the yards after the catch. I mean, but it's, but it's all true. Like the yards after the catch that CMC, that Ayuk and Debo and Kittle uh, have is incredible. And so to where he doesn't have a huge, like down the field presence, those guys make it happen for him. He can just dump it off and they'll go get an extra like 10, 15 yards. How dare you disrespect Kyle use like that and not even mention him. <laughs> <laughs> mm, pro bowler. I'm kidding. Kyle Juszczyk. Moving on. <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, so that's one stock up, man. I want to get another one here and, <laughs> I think this one is fairly obvious, and uh, this kind of brings up some other news that we had, and that is Mike White. <laughs> Latavius Murray stock up right now, and I get it, man. Latavius Murray, like, are you kidding me? This dude, like, forty-five years old. Well, <laughs> don't matter. Opportunity is opportunity, and Mister Thirty-two-year-old. Latavius Murray is going to have this Denver Broncos backfield all to himself because they decided to cut fumbler Melvin Gordon and Chase Edmonds, who they signed like a week ago, is going to miss a bunch of time with an injury. IR. I mean, yeah. Oh, is he officially IR? Did it? Yeah. I, I didn't catch that. Um, if you would have checked the fantasy six pack depth charts, you would have seen that. Just saying. Just saying. Although right. to be fair, I did not update the uh, published date on them. So I did this bad. morning, but I obviously oh, didn't read okay. it anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but Latavius Murray. So, I mean, like, unless you think Marlon Mack is going to be a presence there, um, no. Latavius Murray's stock is going way up, and I mean, he's been. We don't. I think we don't need to dive too much into this because it's just obvious with opportunity, right? But I mean. He has seen, even last week, 17 carries. The yardage isn't going to be there, but as much as this offense sucks, they do seem to at least get within the red zone of one or two times a game. Um, and sure, he'll fall into the end zone. Like, Murray, he's still a big dude, man. The dude's still like two, is he 6'3, 230? It's still going to be hard to bring down. You you get knocking on the door from within five yards. So 
you know, you're hoping for just a whole bunch of uh, carries, 50, 60, 70 yards, and maybe a touchdown. You're looking at a good RB2 day out of him. Yeah. So. I, I don't chime in very often here, but the one thing I will just say is the the work is there. It's just in my eyes, he's touchdown dependent. And like you said, because um, pretty much what you said, but just to give you a little bit of gist of, you know, how much they get into the red zone and, you know, how much they score. Um, according to teamrankings.com, Denver is dead last in red zone percentage with a 36.36% chance of scoring. That is six percentage points below the next at 31st, and that's New England. All right. Well, let me let me just say this also to – Just devil's I, advocate. I, I get that the fact that this offense is terrible, and I did say that. But over the last three weeks, Latavius Murray is RB25 on a points-per-game basis, and that was with Melvin Gordon there. You got rid of Melvin Gordon and Chase Edmond, who they signed to also take some snaps away. It's only got to get better, right? I mean, <laughs> it can't get worse. Can you, it? You, you, you would think that, and I'll just give you <laughs> one example and we can move on here, but Kadarius Tony. I mean, is Kadarius uh, so is, is you're saying Murray's going to get hurt in the first no. quarter? <laughs> <laughs> I was just giving you an example of how it could fail. Didn't, us, but that's it. <laughs> I feel like me and like three other people on Twitter were the only ones being like, Tony still sucks. Stop it, people. And I know he got hurt, but he wasn't being used. Like he wasn't integrated into that offense enough before last week's game to be this like superstar. I know he scored that crazy touchdown, four targets in a game that. Juju and then Hardman didn't even start and Juju got hurt in the first quarter. He still only saw four targets. Why did we think Tony was going to be this like, oh, automatic wide receiver start? Because everybody was all over him early in the season when he was with the G-Men. Like, everybody was like getting was a ton of hype. Everybody was it's hoping like, it was going to happen. Holiday. Look, oh. I don't hope it happens with Murray. I just think there's a better chance than with Tony. And you have I, that working in your favor, though, is I, because we do have the workload present for uh, Murray, unlike being present for Kadarius Tony. Exactly. Well, all the, right. The other thing, I just real quick. Sure. I mean, Murray has been able to be productive in the past as well. Granted, not really as a go-to bell cow back. Um, he's always kind of fit in as this change of pace. Uh, or ride the hot hand, but that's kind of been it. Um, I, I mean, honestly, though, with with Edmonds hurt and Gordon waved, I, I mean, I just don't. I, I get that you don't like the the fact that Gordon's fumbling the ball, but your running back room is completely depleted. Everybody yeah, that, that they have that is me. on um, the freaking IR or or waved now, so. Yeah, so we do have a question here about Latavius Murray here from uh, on YouTube, Gostert here, um, or Ghostart. I don't know, sorry. Could be whatever. Sorry. Uh, does he catch any passes? I mean, he's seen seven targets in the last mm-hmm. co- combined in the last two games. Not a lot, but for running backs, it's that's something. not horrible. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, for for an RB, I mean, the past three games, he's got a 10.4% target share. Now, target share is a skewed t- statistic here, yeah. but that's still pretty good for an RB. I mean, he's – he's 
same other people that had the same target share around him. Uh, he's got more than Jonathan Taylor. He's got the same as Chubb. So, like, I mean, I get it. Those guys aren't like. He's actually got more than Barkley. Uh, that that has to only be two games. Were they on by during that? Uh, they were. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, yeah. like, it's it's still. You would expect Barkley actually. The Broncos were on by in one of those. Yeah, weeks. So he actually team has team more than together. Barkley. So there you go. Like, I, I, you, we, we all want our running backs to catch a ton of passes, but, uh, and that helps our value tremendously. But I don't lean on that as much as, you know, after you get past like the absolute crazy pass catchers like Eckler and, and guys like that. So, um, but yes, he does. He will be involved just, you know, not as much as like an Eckler. <laughs> so uh, there you go. So, all right, man, um, next guy here, another running back that I, I added in after I wrote all the notes, I just realized I had like completely forgotten to write him in here. Um, but I, I wrote about him in my uh, touches, targets and snap count article that I write every week for fantasy six pack. And it's Isaiah Pacheco. Um, you know, he has seen a pretty good workload, um, here over the last couple of weeks. Um, and we have now seen Clyde Edwards, Elaire go on the IR McKinnon and him are the last two left there that are going to matter at all in that backfield. And by the way, Rojo season, he, he ran for 100 yards last week, first time since week four of last season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. The Chiefs don't rely on the running game a lot, but this guy runs with a purpose, man. I, I've watched the game with him, and he – I mean, he runs hard. He runs angry. This guy wants it. The problem is with him, and back to Ghost Art's point, he is absolutely not included in the pass game. Like, that's what's not good, right? You want you want somebody who is at least like sprinkled in. He gets nothing. Um I'm trying to think. I think I wrote down the stat. He has like three targets. Maybe three all season. Three well, targets. Yeah, on they don't the year. need it with McKinnon. I mean, Alaire was well, and Alaire was was heavily involved okay, in the getting, game too. You know, get um, catches, um, but he's just completely gone from my favorite draft pick to screw you to <laughs> uh, gone, gone. So, well, the, the other thing, I don't know if you saw the game on Sunday night last week. I did um, not. No. Pacheco, they the Chiefs were backed up on their like own five or six yard line. Pacheco was in the backfield and got blown up and almost got Mahomes like sacked for a safety. Mahomes got out of it and you know threw the ball away or whatever, but it was just like, oh no. I mean Granted, it was like one of the best defenders in the in the league, but I mean, he he just like it just was like 
here, ragdoll, get out of my way. And it's like ran through him. It just was like nothing. So like, that's going to be a problem to keep him on the field for passing downs. But you know, you, you do like the workload. And so I think that easily puts him into flex territory uh, from, from, for the season going forward. So I don't know if you got any other thoughts about Pacheco, but I think he's somebody that, um, you know, people need to be, I know people were already buying into him and he, he's been rostered a lot of places, but I do think yeah, he I, is somebody that I feel like to, he was rostered early and, and was like a draft sleeper until his stock blew way up. And then he just wasn't getting used. So a lot of people cut bait. Well, yeah, for obvious um, reasons. He was you know, well, Yeah. So, I mean, he, he could be back out there for you. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's worth an hour. Yeah, 65% rostered in Yahoo, 44 in ESPN. I do not know sleepers percentage right now. I don't have it pulled up. But, I mean, last week, I mean, look at these yards per attempt uh, the last – you know, a couple games, 16 for 82, 5.1, 15 for 107, 7.1. I mean, a lot of that really does have to do with Mahomes. Yeah. You're so focused on that, on that passing game. Here's the thing last game, right? They didn't have Juju. They didn't have Hardman. Uh, Tony got hurt. Right. And so like they really had, they weren't, the offense really wasn't going until they finally started leaning on this run game a little bit more. Now, it is also funny that McKinnon did outsnap him. Just definitely did not see the amount of work. But, um, so maybe defenses key into that and say, okay, anytime Pacheco's on the field, it is, you know, more likely a run than it is with McKinnon there. Um, also, as you said, McKinnon can, Cash passes, so yeah. that, that happens too. But let's jump into right. some receivers here and, and a guy who um, it's hard to talk trash about right now for the Giants. I know we like to say suck at Keith, but uh, oh, did I just now? Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, get it right. For the G-Man, Darius Slayton. Um, he's kind of been, you know, he's had, he's had a good – couple weeks in a row here and and you, you you look at it and you're like yeah but it's still the Giants and it's still Slayton there's still a lot of guys there but man they just keep keep not really keep going away right they traded Tony yep so then you're going oh Wandell Robinson time well he just got hurt uh it's clearly not gonna be uh Kenny Galladay, Galladay. Duh, don't do it yeah no don't, don't, do it. don't fall into the trap don't, do not do, I, do not fall in the trap Go ahead and send this clip to Fantasy Receipts. I do not care. Do not fall into the traps of Kenny Galladay. He is garbage. Um, no. <laughs> garbage uh, all day is what his name should be. There is, just, I mean, look, there's there's a bunch of other just dudes there for for the Giants. But Slayton's been solid, man. Last week he saw ten targets against the Giants. Um, granted, that was in a you know they were getting blown out, so he has, had to see a lot of targets, but. Uh, saw saw four caught three for ninety five and a touchdown the week before. Saw six caught five for sixty six the week before that. I mean, he's been a solid receiver for the last four weeks, really. And over the last three weeks, points per game, he's uh, let's see here: two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen. RB 
or wide receiver 13 and a half PPR over the last three weeks points per game. I mean, I, I know you're looking at it going is Darius Slayton. Like how the hell do I start him over some of these dudes? You know, but I guarantee you guys, somebody's got flex spots. Somebody's got a wide receiver three. That's just got like name value at this point that you're going to like, you just got to throw them in there. Yeah. You might not need to anymore. Darius Slayton stock is going way up. Agree. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, it all started with the the jersey, the signed jersey that I got that we gave away um, <laughs> at last year's last year's expo. Yeah, that the boy, yeah, that was boys, twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. Um, no, but I, I mean, Slayton is interesting to me because he was like left for dead. It seemed like I mean, he was just a forgotten guy on this offense. Um, you know, Barkley coming back, getting a lot of attention. Um, Danny Jones, you know, playing decent and and getting some rushing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have Tony. They lost Sterling Sharp. Um, you know, Sterling it was Shepard. just or, or <laughs> sorry, Sterling Sterling. Sterling. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Man, you're like back in the nineties. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're talking about me uh, getting old before the show. Jeez, I meant Shay Shay Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like Sterling Sharp better. Um, yes. So, I, I mean, he had to come back to life this year, and, and I, I'm actually happy to see it uh, because I, I have been a fan of Slayton's. I, I felt like he just didn't get enough of a chance to really keep going. A um, little bit of a boom and bust, but, I, I mean, again, there's nobody else there to throw to. Uh, their their tight ends hurt. You know they they don't have anything. So yeah, it's it, it's like him and Barkley at this point. Yeah. Um. So we do have a couple of questions from Ghostard here. Uh, if Fournette is out, I think I'm playing Rashad White over James Connor. That I have not done the math if. Fournette is out. That's gonna be tight. They're gonna be really close, honestly. Um, I would check back in on the rankings uh, later in the week to figure out if that's the right play. I have Latavius Murray too. I, I would, I would start both White and Connor over Murray. If Fournette is out, Murray and White are pretty close if Fournette plays, but I, I lean White. Um, definitely playing with, uh, I'm guessing that is like Kenneth Walker. Yes, yes, yeah. agreed. Walker is a You're lock. What is a lock. So to me, it's it, right now it's Walker and Connor if Fournette is out. It's kind of a coin flip between White and Connor to me. Um I actually might lean white. Like the more I think about it, if Fournette is out, I kind of think white would propel into right. that. White would be a good play. I mean, it's a it's, he's already like R, like back end RB two for me. Yeah, Connor's I mean, his top end RB two for me. So he's gonna jump the whole top of the tier I for mean, me. That I whole, start all three of those guys and I, then yeah, I, leave Murray out of it. I mean, how is how is Walker? 
waiver wire pickup. <laughs> I, I think I, I think that's I think that's just a typo. Um, so he's saying Diggs, oh, Lamb, Hopkins oh. off waiver wire, Olave, Gabe Davis. So I'm good. Yes, you are. <laughs> Holy cow! Yes, man. yeah. Woo! Yeah, that, that's pretty. <sighs> Hopkins <laughs> waiver wire. Yikes! Yeah. All right. I want so, to have your waiver wire. Jump in here. Uh, next guy here, we got Traylon Burks. Uh, guy came off of the IR just a couple of weeks ago. And since then, he has seen a total of 14 targets. The first week wasn't awesome. Getting a little, you know, getting his feet under him. Denver's defense is pretty good. So, Gotta cut him a little slack. But last week, man, against Green Bay, caught seven of his eight targets for 111 yards. Dude looked awesome. We've all, you know, we all knew this guy had a boatload of talent coming out of college. You know, there was a lot of talk. Like, if anybody could replace A.J. Brown in his offense, it was Traylon Burks. And he's showing it right now. Um, So his stock is going up. What do you think about him? I like Burks actually a lot. Um, I, I liked him coming into this year and, and he seemed like a, you know, just a great fit for this offense. That's obviously run first with Derrick Henry. Um, you know, they picked up Bobby Woods, but he's been dead. I mean, he, he's now, Ugh. you know, Slayton 2.0, uh, before these past few weeks. Um, you know, I, I they're not going to throw the ball a lot, but when they do, if if he's going to get this kind of target share, he's going to be a monster down the stretch. Yeah, and, and he's Agreed. he's difficult dude to bring down. So I definitely like his upside, and uh, you know, again with him coming off the IR and and only having a few games, I feel like this is the week where a lot of people are going to be like, I need to go get him. Oh well, no. I mean, he, if he's sitting there, you're not. Randomly. You're not gonna be able to go get him. Um, well, jeez, man, Yahoo, twenty-two and twenty-three percent. Yeah, wow. you can. I wish, man. I need. I need to be in some easier leagues. I'm so sick and tired of every good player being. I, I look at my waiver wire every week. You know, you're in the same yeah, it's like, couple of the same league. I look at him. I'm like, awesome. I just. It's boring. I'm like, I don't. I don't want to pick up any of these guys, <laughs> but I have to. I got to pick up somebody. I yeah. got to take a chance. Um, but yeah, Traylon Barks is somebody that that uh, could definitely be out there. And thirty-two um, percent. You know, you you need team. to you need to consider starting. You know, back end of your receivers. Consider starting in your flex. He, he's going to yep. be good. Uh, last guy here for tight end. We're going to go with Dawson Knox, and he's been super disappointing. But, I mean, like a lot of tight ends have been pretty bad. But, I mean, really what it comes down to with with him is the target share over the last couple weeks, 13 targets total in the last two weeks. That is trending up and definitely something you want to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And I know for me this week, I'm looking at my rankings – I have promptly put him at tight end seven. That is probably his highest ranking all year for me outside yeah. of maybe the first few weeks when we thought like he was still going to do what he did last year. Um, but now he's, 
getting more targets, maybe not catching the touchdown still, but that's still going to make him. Uh, that's still going to make him very, very usable in in fantasy, considering how just putrid the tight end landscape is. It is garbage. Um, not quite Kenny Galladay garbage, but close. Yeah, I, I like Knox. Um, again, I, I kind of feel like he was he he was destined for some drop off last year because he had so much red zone work, um, and, and that's really mm-hmm. what people counted on from him. Um, obviously, he's, he's been a little banged up this year. You know, Diggs has commanded the majority of that offense you know between him and and gabe davis um it just seems like dawson's kind of a forgotten guy too you know when he's been healthy um but i I do like this upside of seeing a lot more targets yeah over these i love it games and that and you know heading into the playoffs that could be good especially if he happens to be sitting out there. I don't, I don't know what his percentage owned is, but um, he might know. be out there. I hadn't thought of that. Um, yeah, he I mean, might be you're out looking, there. You're looking at the, the, the God. He may have been snatched. Actually, up last he, no, nah, no, nah, he, he's because of last season. Knox is, I think it was last week, 72 yeah. and 70% of yeah. leagues. So yeah, it's going to be hard to find him, but he actually was hanging out there at a couple of my leagues. Even yeah, I'm going like, thanks because I had a guy who, and we're going to skip way down the list of the uh, trending down list here. And we're going to go right to the end of it for the tight ends, just because the guy that I'm replacing who I thought like, fine, maybe he's got a safer floor than we all thought coming into the season was Taysom Hill. Oof. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. happened to this guy, man? He's just, he's been awful. Last well, week that, was a little bit better, but he's just, I, I ever guess, since. They don't, they don't need him at tight end because they've got Johnson. But so, so they weren't and using Trout him at tight end, right? They were using him as like a gadget guy, but he just wasn't, yeah. he just hasn't been getting used that way. I mean, look. Last week was fine. Nine carries for 52 yards. That, you love that. That's what you want, right? Because you yeah. expect him to maybe break one of those, maybe two for a touchdown. That's what you want, right? The week before that against Pittsburgh, three times for one yard. The week before that against Baltimore, one rush for six yards. Then he had 10 again for 61 against Vegas, so fine. Then he had three for nine and fell into the end zone with one of them, thankfully. Uh, but like he just he hasn't really gotten the opportunities lately. It seems like it's really trending down, and so I I'm kind of off the train of Taysom Hill. Um, I mean, agree, disagree? I don't. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I wasn't really ever on his train this year. Um, just because I didn't think that he'd really see a lot of usage. Um, I, I he was he was in my wait and see. Um, category early on, you know, because obviously, yeah, Peyton Peyton loved him, um, and could get the best out of him. Uh, I just don't see that right now. Not saying that it it's not going to happen, but based on his up and down usage and the emergence of Johnson, 
Uh, Juwan Johnson, uh, you know, again, they've got injuries where they could use this guy, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a, right. a, a that was, thing or. See, that know. was the thing with me was that he was a total wait and see for me too. I was, no, I had him down at like tight end. I don't even remember what my draft, my draft ranking for him was like, hell the fuck no. Right. Like, no, get no way am I drafting this guy. No way am I picking this guy up. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Then he had tons of carries. He was getting past the ball. Like, he got tons of usage and you're like, okay, so maybe this is a thing. And it was actually working better this year than in some of the years past. I was like, all right, well now that he's back to tight end, you can plug him in. And you know, if he's going to get 10 carries a game, nine, eight, eight, nine, yeah. 10 carries a game as a tight end, you're taking that. Oh yeah. Right. Um, Excuse me. The, the last but, three, but weeks, it just, it, it's been it's been going downhill, man. Like and it and it happened early, but it, uh, it's going downhill. Uh, we do have one more question from Ghost Art here: Fields or Gino for or or Fields, Gino or waiver? I, uh, clarify because like I don't I don't know. I wouldn't. Do you mean one of those two or somebody on waiver or like are both of them on your waiver and you want to pick one of them up? I would need to know who you would be considering dropping because obviously those two guys are phenomenal. Um, but sounds like you're in a little bit of a shallow league. So I need to know who you would need to pick up. But uh, let's go to the top of this yeah. stock down right. list and we'll start with Lamar Jackson. And this one might surprise people, and you know, maybe people just aren't paying enough attention to it because clearly it's Lamar, and everybody just auto plugs and plays him in. He hasn't been that great outside of the first three weeks, man. We're looking at QB finishes of 19, 15, 11, 22, 9, 10, and 15. Even 11 and 9 are like outside of where you expect Lamar to finish, right? You pretty much always expect Lamar to be in the top five, six, right? Uh, and it's just not happening. Teams have limited his runs. They're not giving him those like down the field, like 30, 40 yard runs that he sometimes busts off. Uh, his passing yardage isn't where it has been. And, you know, his receiving core is clearly not where, where, you know, we, he wants it to be Bateman's hurt. Andrews has been hurt. That is not helping things. I I don't know. I don't not. And I'm probably one of the only ones this week, but I do not have Lamar as an auto plug and play right now. He's still in my QB one area, but it's not, it's not as automatic as it has been for me. He's, QB nice for me this week. I mean, like the stock is is falling right now. Yeah, I mean, you look at where he started the season, and you know the yardage it was bonkers. Who was nice? But <laughs> he was so good. I mean, he had he had ten touchdowns, um, passing touchdowns in in the first three weeks. Um, since then, one, two, three, four, five, six. 
So he's just now equaled his total of the first two weeks. This team barely beat Carolina last week. Yeah. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I, I mean, he's had, well, he had 12 touchdowns in the first three weeks. Sorry, two of them, you know, two more rushing. Um, add one more in for rushing from last week, but he didn't have a throwing touchdown. So, it, yeah. I mean, you can't, excuse me, you can't rely on, you know, the the potential in hoping that he's going to get touchdowns and whatnot because that's kind of what he is right now. He's very touchdown dependent, it seems like. Um, you know, and okay, like a, a low to mid-teens is not what you're banking on for somebody that you, you took as your first quarterback and may not have even drafted a second one until super late, depending on your league size and, and setup. Um, but I agree. He's, he's just not a, a plug and play guy right now. He also missed practice today um, with a hip injury. So yeah, I mean, that could be playing. Maybe playing there's more to that. To it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Look at it. It it is going to be hard to sit a Lamar because of where you drafted him, and you probably didn't, you know, you probably weren't picking up some of these guys that really kind of, kind of busted onto the scene. Gino Fields, right? You didn't pick up those guys. You know, your backup probably, if you even drafted one, was probably like a, I don't know, uh, like a Jared Goff at best, like that. That that's because because you, you when you draft a guy like Lamar, you're you're not looking for backups at that point. You're thinking he's plug and play. I'm only going to worry about it on bye week. Lamar is going to. He's not gonna. He's not gonna lose you the week, right? He says it just doesn't feel like he's got that thirty. 25 even point potential at this point. It seems really yeah. he's just kind of in the middle of the pack sort of QB1 territory where, you know, he's streamable with even guys like <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Sorry to say it guys, I know nobody wants to hear it, but that's that's what that's what's going on. Um yeah. so He's a guy whose stock is going down, and and you know you might want to think about playing some matchups in the playoffs if he's because I believe they've got a do they they have a or wait no they already have their they've player. got a pretty favorable schedule in the playoffs so yeah I'm not obviously I'm not look nobody had said anything about dropping so if anybody ever took that no. but Pittsburgh Cleveland Atlanta then Pittsburgh again pretty pretty nice matchups however Pittsburgh. And Baltimore always seem to play each other tough. So those divisional matchups, those, and even with Cleveland, yeah. divisional matchups, man. I mean, they're he, just a different ball game. Didn't they're even just get a different double digits scoring. In, they are just a different ball game. In the so CSPM be careful league. there. Yeah, um, against Cleveland, nine points. So a couple guys here. I just wanna, I'm going to lump these two running backs together here just to save some time here. We got Cordero Patterson. Um, like, I mean, if it wasn't, you know, I know we returned from the IR, played okay. You know, he had that, he had those like two touchdowns in the red zone the first week. The second week was awful. It didn't do anything. Last week, 
if you really look at it, he didn't do anything either. He if it did, hadn't been for the receiving touchdown, or sorry, no, the return, the return touchdown. I mean, congratulations Which on didn't the record. Count. It did well, not count in some leagues. Yeah, I, I, I think most. Well, if you're smart enough, most leagues it does. But uh, yeah. Still, congratulations on the, on the uh, all-time kickoff return touchdown record. Yeah. But you know, for fantasy, oh. it's not it's not helping everybody, and and you're not getting the workload that everybody hoped. And uh, and then Kamara, Kamara is getting the workload that you all that we all expect and we all like here. But it's just it's not really like turning. It's I don't know, like. You know, we we came into the season with Kamara, and I feel like it was oh well, you know the the rushing efficiency was on was trending down, right? And so we all we all sort of knew that was happening, and the offense wasn't going to be as good, right? Yeah. However, you're going, but it's still Kamara, and he's still going to get a ton of passing work, which he kind of is. But the last three weeks, four, four, and five targets. That's that's not what we're looking for. And that's those uh, weeks are his three worst weeks of the season combined. Eight points, six points, and eleven points, half PPR. Outside of those first couple of weeks where, you know, he was sort of banged up and then he also missed a week, but um he came back sort of strong and then really strong that one one week, obviously, with three touchdowns. But since that three touchdown game, not what you're hoping for. So quick, you know, give me 30 seconds on CPAT and Kamara so we can move on. I mean, CPAT, again, it's it's kind of a just a down offense in general. Um, you know, the thing that might help him now is Kyle Pitts going on the IR. Not that he was really doing a lot, uh, but those targets need to go somewhere. Um, so I could see him scooping some of that up. Um, Kamara, I mean, again, he's just, he's basically, he, he seems to be what he is right now. I mean, I, I feel like he's hit the, the running back wall in a sense, and people know how to get to him, how to stop him. He's He's still getting usage, but I mean, if he's not getting passing usage, which is really where his bread and butter was, um, you know, I just don't know if, if he's, it's hard to bench him, um, especially with Mark Ingram kind of being banged up the past few weeks and not even playing. You would hope that he would have gotten some more play with that, but he, mm-hmm. he just hasn't. I mean, again, it's just too, it is weird. Like even, even his mediocre teams has gone down. Um, we've seen single digits two out of three weeks here. So it, it is very, very odd here. And, um, to finish off here with stock down. So I got to throw in your Eagles, man. I kind of like, I, I wanted to talk about a whole bunch of them. So I, I picked on AJ Brown, but it's really the whole Eagles team right now. Uh, the last yeah. couple of weeks has been bad. Uh, AJ Brown is outside of Jalen hurts is, is like probably the, the biggest name, you know, for fantasy as far as like point producer. Um, but they're all, yeah. they're all down right now. Um, but last week he caught six for sixty-seven. That's that's fine. Um, he still start. He's still really hard to sit. 
because yeah. it's AJ Brown and we've seen what he's done. But man, if you really look at his consistency this week, this year, hasn't been good. Um, it's it's been very up and down. Um, it, it's almost like Mario Cooper esque, man. He's almost <laughs> like, which is crazy to think, right? Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know if that necessarily goes into game script into you know situational play as far as what's going on. I mean, the Eagles have been like a, a even more than just a tale of two halves. They've been a tale of quarters, you know, this year. Like their their first quarters haven't been good, um, and then they get get off to these slow starts, but then the second quarter, they dominate. Third quarter, they're just kind of like, man, on cruise control a little bit. And then the fourth quarter, you know, before these last few games, was like, now what? Uh, you know, they just, they're not, they weren't scoring much in the second half in general. Um, they've kind of righted that ship, but now they're falling off in other places i mean like miles sanders yeah. is is not getting used a lot at all yeah the, um, it, the whole well, it, the problem is the offense has has not been on the field as much the offense like i said the last few well, weeks yeah. has just sort of taken a turn for the turn for the worst and like this could just be like mid-season hiccup we'll figure it out you know yeah i, I, I mean, think the, the offense is good enough but it it is worrisome and, and and i you know i i looked at aj brown specifically um, you know, you're looking at wide receiver finishes of 739, 1321, those are good, 69, then 12, then one, 13, good, then 93 and 48. Yeah. Again, that that correlates to Hertz, you know, those last couple of weeks, Hertz not being as good. Hertz saves himself because you know he'll run in for a touchdown almost well, every game. Her, her, like, last week's and, game was oh, just a hard fought game, and, and Hertz just took it on himself he just said all right screw it i'm i'm winning this game and he should have <laughs> and, and he did and and yeah and then and that's fine um the game against washington you know washington had them figured out as far as keeping that offense off the field for these long sustained drives um washington's but, defense but philly, by the way looking good all of a sudden look Philly's, out Philly's uh Philly's defense got got worn down in that game. You know, they still played well enough and, and the offense still had a chance to win. The turnovers just killed them. So it was it was fluky in general, but I'm not too worried about AJ Brown. I, I think he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah. And and last one here I wrote down and we don't really need to get into it. Uh, we have one question that I want you to answer. Help me answer here. Uh, sure. I wrote down Yahad Dotson. Uh, he's a guy who I think because of his start to the season, everybody was hoping that he was going to be able to come back and and be that Dotson where he was scoring touchdown, getting a lot of usage. I don't know if he's still injured or if it's just a Heineke. It doesn't have the rhythm with him or, you know, the chemistry with him. But uh, you can safely cut Dotson if you have not already done so. This is That ship has sailed at this point in the season. Yeah. Uh, but so back to go start here. So he we've been having a conversation on, on YouTube here with, with all of this. So he's saying his quarterbacks are Justin Fields and Geno Smith, 10-man league. He can go pick up either Watson – or Daniel Jones, or Jared Goff, and then so on and so forth. Like there's a, whole, a bunch, of, bunch of other players, but those are probably the top three. I'm mildly interested in Watson, but 
those two guys have been so good. I feel like it's really hard to cut yeah. either one of them for a Watson who you're hoping is going to be good. And he wasn't in the preseason. So uh, he hasn't played in two years. I, I don't know if I can pull the trigger on Watson over those two. I, I don't think I, I would. Um, I mean, if you have somebody else, you could cut this. I don't know if I'm holding it's, three quarterbacks in a 10 team a league. That's, league. That's yeah. rough. Uh, I mean, unless you can trade one of these two and get something to fill one of your other needs. Um, yeah, that, that's rough, man. That's that's a tough I one, Ghost. I, I wish. Gonna, I wish. Uh, I still think he's going to stay there. I mean, I don't. Unless he comes out in you know next week when he's first eligible to, to come back and play, um, and just lights the world on fire, uh, then okay. But I still like these these other two better. You know, they've yeah, been playing the, all season. The only one that sort of concerns well. me is obviously is Fields with the shoulder. But you know, he it he, he even said it Fields was clear to practice. So yeah, um, unless he gets ruled out. Uh, here's one from Daniel Keenan. Uh, play one flex, uh, one wide receiver. In a PPR, Adam Moster, Jamal Williams, DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, and Myers. And this one's easy to me, but I'm going to let you answer first, and then I'll give my answer. Uh, I'm going Williams and Kirk. Yeah, that's that's the that's yeah, the that's, easy easy that's answer to me. <laughs> Williams has been a monster. Swift is not heavily involved right now enough to to knock Williams down, and and Kirk has just been. <laughs> Lights out, man. He's just yeah. PPR monster right now. So you love the usage. 10, 7, 9, and 12 targets out of the last four weeks he's played. Yeah, you're not, you're not turning that down for any of those guys. So uh, thank you, Daniel, for tuning in. And, um, yeah, you know, we, 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 we did miss talking about this real quick. So I don't know. So I guess uh, Mike added this here. So. Houston players stock up, stock down potentially. I, with, I, with, I uh, added it. Oh, that was you. Yeah, with, uh, I, Kyle Allen now being the starter in. in I Houston literally just saw else. this news. I'm, that... I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm moving on. Nobody cares. Yeah. If I, anything, um, you might need to think about not using Damian Pierce as much, which actually sucks because he's been awesome. Well, yeah, not the last couple of weeks, but still, still very good. So, um. Let's get in my rankings right. and close this ship out, huh? All right. So uh, quarterback rankings. We've got the Dak attack coming at you on Turkey Day per use against the G-Men this year. Hashtag second Keith. Um, but does it really matter? Because Dallas is only two and four on Thanksgiving since Dak came to Big D. Now, granted, he did not play in 2020, so technically two and two and three with Dak. Um, not terrible, but I mean, th this is America's team. This is supposed to be the game of the year for Dallas, and they've sucked the last 10 years. Um, I mean, you've got Dak too higher than ECR, so you think he's going to reverse his fortunes here? Uh, little I recency mean, bias. Is, <laughs> a little recency bias. 
I mean, Dak's been playing well. Uh, the 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 Giants have not. <laughs> I mean, to put it lightly. Um, yeah. And I mean, even so, like the the Giants are twenty seventh, ranked twenty seventh for uh, pass passing defense for DVOA. Um, and I, I, we're we're liking how Pollard's getting integrated into this offense more. Zeke is back. That's only going to help. CD Lane's been a monster the last few weeks. I just think that you know Dak is really going to be able to have his way with this Giants defense. Who I think, I'll be honest, man. I know we were all you know sort of like, oh wow, this, this Giants team, but. I kind of think this Giants team maybe f- pulled the wool over our faces a little bit, like yeah. li- little, little, uh, not not as good as not, not as good as uh, they seemed like they were. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely think the Giants have been good, but kind of they, I, they lost to Dallas without Dak. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and. Kind of uh, in a similar vein to the Eagles, I feel like they've they've been playing up on a weaker schedule. Um, yeah, but they they were exposed last week, uh, and, and I think that that's just going to be more frequent. What we're going to see, you know, the the smoke and mirrors can only last so long. So I'm. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know which team to root for here. Obviously, I feel like the Giants. I just don't root for any of them. I just, I just don't watch. Care. <laughs> I just watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I I just don't care. I hate both of these. Go. It's a kicker's day. <laughs> All right. So next question we got here. <laughs> Is Matt Ryan worth a streaming auction this week? Um, you know, they're playing Pittsburgh. They allow the sixth most points to quarterbacks. Uh, you know, there's no buys at all this week. No. Can, okay. can I just make that one short? We're yep, now. Moving on. Matt uh, Ryan is definitely not streamable worthy. I get it's Pittsburgh, but no, thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, all right, running backs. Jeff Wilson is playing Houston this week, but why is he not a top 12 running back on this matchup? You've got him one spot below consensus, so not too far off, but it's a juicy matchup. It is. Um, uh, I, I don't. I really don't have a good answer. I mean, like he's been he's been used a lot. Um, I think I think you know you hope that. Um, I think I think what you kind of expect to happen here in in this game is that you know they're going to get up big and it's probably going to be because of Tyreek and Waddle and Tua, right? And then yeah, I mean Wilson and even Mostert will get involved at some point, but you know. With a full slate of games, it's hard to put him in the top 12. There's just too many ridiculously good running backs. Yeah. You know, he has finished RB1 
the last couple of weeks, but that hasn't been a full slate of games. So you mm-hmm. knock him just outside of it with the full slate of games. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, next up, we kind of touched on one of these players a little bit earlier, so probably don't need to hit too hard on it. CEH on the IR mm-hmm. is Isaiah Pacheco, uh, an RB2 without CEH there. Uh, this week, it looks like you ha- don't have him listed there. He's one spot below consensus at RB27. Yeah, he's he's a guy who I, I've been moving around a little bit. Um, right now, I've got like I've got guys like White and P Ryan ahead of him, um, which clearly could change based on injuries to their respective backfield mates. Um, so he could slide above above them. Um, you know, Murray jumped a bit, so that moved him down. He's gonna be right on the back end of that RB two tier, so he's gonna be startable in a lot of leagues, in my opinion. And you know, I mentioned it earlier. You know, he's easily a flex caliber player in in, in most leagues. The biggest worry is that he just doesn't catch a damn ball. So three targets on the year, three receptions, but. 13 total yards. So you're not going to get anything there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing they're going against the Rams, you know, they still have a pretty solid defense. Pretty good defense. Yes. Even though their offense sucks donkey nuts. Yep. Um, wide receiver is Josh Palmer now a set it and forget it type of receiver without Mike Williams or or Keenan Allen, which have, both of them have been, you know, out, uh, both played last week, but Williams went out again early. Uh, I mean, or is he just relevant when there's the injuries? I mean, yeah, I, it's funny. Like he had his best game when one of them went, when Keenan Allen was health was healthy and not Mike Williams. Um, so you kind of like the fact that Keenan Allen is still pretty healthy and Mike Williams is out, um, or seemingly we think Mike Williams, that that's the way it kind of seems like it's trending right now. Um, set it and forget it. No, I disagree with that. Um, Arizona is a phenomenal matchup, but it just, it, it, it's, it's not, he hasn't been a consistent performer even when both of those guys were out or even when it was just Mike Williams, Palmer has not been like a guy that we can just be like, Oh yeah, click. We're just going to plug him in. We hope, you know, opportunity can be there with, with one of them out and it worked last week, but also the team didn't game plan for Josh Palmer. They game plan for Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And sometimes that's how yeah. this game works, right? You game plan for a guy. Look, we saw it last week. Mixon went out. It's like the defense had no idea how to cover Samaj P. Ryan. He probably did the exact same crap that Joe Mixon was going to do. It just they were like, oh, Samaj P. Ryan? Like, oh, we don't we don't know that guy. Is he actually on the field? Like, oh, we're just gonna run in the end zone three times. Who's parent? It made no sense, man. Like, we see backup quarterbacks do this crap all the time. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The plays they call are actually probably more simplified, so it makes zero sense. But um, 
we got a couple questions here uh, before we jump into the next one here. I, we got some conversation going here. I love it, by the way. Uh, go start and one more. Uh, here's a good one. Ayuk, Jacoby Myers, or Miles Sanders? Ooh, man, Ayuk. that is uh, – yeah, that's kind of how I was leaning here. Ayuk's been – I, I, like I got Ayuk and Myers pretty back-to-back, honestly. Um, if it's PPR, I think I'm leaning Myers just because you th- you expect yeah. more receptions. Um, Ayuk is still pretty touchdown-dependent, in my opinion. Um, so if it's, if it's half PPR, I go Ayuk. If it's full PPR, I go Myers. Um, yeah, I, I will say this, uh, I feel like this game for Sunday night is going to come down to, you know, it's going to be a lower scoring game in my mind. Uh, both offensive lines are very good. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Both I didn't defensive lines are going to be kind of good, so I don't know if Sanders is really going to be able to do much. Yeah, and then uh, we got RS German uh, here traded Pierce and Olave for Chase. How are we feeling? I I love it. Um, yeah. Chase could, you know, if Chase is healthy, man, that that's a game winning move, man. Uh, Pierce has been trending down. Olave's fine. Olave's good, but not Jamar Chase level. So I like it. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other thing with Pierce too, he, he's been getting good yardage, but he's not getting in the end zone. Yeah, um, I mean, the offense is, he, unless he breaks off those big runs like he was doing yeah. earlier in the year. But um, so I, I like that move here. So let's move on to our last receiver rankings questions for me, AJ. All right. Last question here is. How do you rank these receivers from Houston? Uh, we've got Brandon <laughs> Cook at wide receiver 44 spots above consensus. Uh, Nico Collins at 49, four spots below consensus. Uh, I, I don't know. I just got to gotta know how your process works here. I mean, what, what, what is this? You just find a number and then split it and put one half this way, one half that way. So I just draw numbers out of a hat. Is that cool? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, Cooks hasn't Cooks hasn't been good. Uh, I mean, well, and I mean, to expect someone him to, else we could to, put stock down in to, general. To, I, I thought about it. Uh, you know, Cooks hasn't been good, and to expect him to finish. What, what is his ECR? Like what you're saying? So I finished uh, four spots above. Um, so I put him. For, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, like have him at wide. Receiver 40 is ECR. And his ECR is 44. I mean, fine. He hasn't been good, but I mean, like, is he better than Allen Robinson? Maybe. Is he better than Thielen? Maybe. I, I mean, at this point, like, it, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, look, the, I, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I did do these rankings before I knew Davis Mills was benched. So I, that news just my my ECR today. is probably yeah. a little skewed. So it is Wednesday. Take it with a grain of salt. It will change. It will change tomorrow multiple times because of the Thursday <laughs> games, and then it will change again over the weekend. So come back for more. But the process really is just you evaluate how the player has been doing. Ooh, you evaluate how the player has been doing. You evaluate <laughs> the defense. Um, 
and you kind of play a little middle ground with it. You take some projection data, you know, that kind of stuff, and you go from there. Um, yeah, it, it's sort of a little gut feeling here, man. We have a lot of questions, so I'm gonna let you finish the the rankings, and uh, then, guys, we, I promise you, we will get to all of you. All um, right. So uh, again, we talked about Wilson being out. So the the, the lone tight end question we <laughs> have here: Charles Robinson, Davis, <laughs> lies. <laughs> uh, how are you ranking Conklin without Wilson as the starter? You've got him at tight end sixteen, which is three above consensus. But uh, are, are are you in favor of him? With, I uh, was way more favorable when I thought Mike it was going to be Joe Flacco. Um, but yeah, as soon as I found that out, I quickly went back in. As soon as I found out it was not Joe Flacco, I went in and moved him back down. I, I don't, I don't like Conklin. He's just not getting the work, and um, I don't. I didn't look up the data on how often Mike White targeted tight ends in his four games last season. They did not have Tyler Conklin. Remember that, but yeah. I'm guessing it wasn't good if Michael Carter saw seven and a quarter targets per game. It means he checked down the ball a lot uh, to his running backs, in my opinion. And then, you know, we saw Elijah Mitchell kind of bust off, you know, a few games. So it, I'm not I'm, I'm not too in favor of, of Conklin at all here. But uh, let's jump into these questions. Let's try to rapid fire through these and then. All right. Cool. Uh, it's been and moving it's fast. I've lost them. Hang on here. Yeah. Um, it was geez. really rapid. All right, here we go. Trey S. Evening, gents. Large question incoming. Oh boy. Full PPR. Start three. Boyd, Zeke. Okay, Tyler Boyd. I'm gonna go slow. Tyler Boyd, Zeke Elliott, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Carter, or Rashad White. Thanks and happy holidays. Uh, full PPR now, assuming Chase is healthy, I'm going, in, well, man, you got a lot of injury concerns here, man. So you got Juju that we're not sure is back. You got Chase possibly Zeke coming back in ruining Boyd. Now, Zeke, the only, I feel like Zeke was Zeke's fine. Zeke's healthy. He, Pollard is eating into his workload, but I think well, Zeke. He, sort of he was questionable. I don't know if he's still. Nah, Zeke, Zeke's fine. He's going to play. So I think, honestly, full PPR. So if Chase is out, I definitely want Boyd in there. If Juju plays, play Juju. And then your third one is Rashad White? Nah, nah, Zeke, right? Those got to be a three. If they're all healthy, you play the first three. If they're all healthy, you play boy. You, I don't know if Zeke's getting you PPR though. Over well, yeah, I, yeah, he's yeah. still he's still he he work. will. Oh, well, I'm just saying over Carter because we, but we don't we, know. We still don't know. We might because know this year, this year, obviously, White and Carter. But yeah, I I would agree with that. First first three, um, and. I would I would lean and then, over like, Carter. Honestly, well, well, yeah. Like, so if it, if it and came then, down to Fournette is out, you might bump White over Zeke, right? So like, there's a lot of injury speculation here that's going on. So Trey, I, I hate this breaking to you, man. I 
It's really hard to if I had to answer today, it's Boyd Zeke and Juju. If it's Sunday and Fournette's out, I'm moving White ahead of Zeke. If Chase plays, I'm moving Boyd probably to the very back of it. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces with this entire lineup thing, man. I uh, think I if Chase plays, then I would throw White in over Boyd. It sucks because Zeke plays tomorrow, so you've got to make at least that decision. I think you're kind of stuck just throwing Zeke in there because if you don't, and well, you got you got decent enough options that you don't have to play Zeke, in my opinion. But Zeke's safe enough so like it's okay yeah. if you play him i probably play zeke and then wait on wait on you know the best of the rest of the two that's the way i would play it um when you need the rest of those answers by the way sunday morning our producer michael plant and we got dylan clemens and michael bonnie they do the uh the sunday morning happy hour um they answer all your start sick questions. You can also join our memberships. Ask us on Discord. Um, a bunch of us are there to help answer your questions, including me and AJ. So you can jump into those too. Fantasy6pack.net slash plans. Jump in on those. Uh, one more here. You got Tua or Dak. Then Tyler or Dak. Dak sounds like he's trending in the right direction. To me, it's Tua and Dak, though. Man, those guys have been pretty unstoppable. Kyler. Um, yeah, I would lean Tua. String injuries, man. Like, with a running quarterback, those scare me. Um, Tua over Dak. Yeah. Well, but then, then he has Kyler or Dak. So, I think it's – yeah, I think it's Tua over Dak and then Dak over Kyler. So, that yeah. 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 Wait, wait, yeah, better, better way to answer that. Uh, Dolchich or Komet? I lost Ertz. Man, if Fields plays, it's Komet. If not, it's probably Dolchich. Um, I like I like Komet a lot. Yeah, although he was disappointing last he week. He was disappointing. Um, although, man, Dolchich, I don't know, Dolchich was too, wasn't he? Yeah, he... He, Three points, uh, one point the week before, like four receptions for thirty yards. So I think it's commit eleven. I yeah, I mean Dolchitz had a nice like three game couple span, game run, but that's been it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Trey, <laughs> I see your yeah. comment. You see my struggle. It is tough, man. But you you just got to wait for more information to come out. Honestly, man, that's, that's the only <laughs> way you can do it. it. It's tough, man. Really tough. With, with that kind of decision, you, it, you can't make that on a Wednesday night. You're going to have to wait for more injury information to come out to make the right decision. And the, you still may not. You really just won't. Like, you're just going to play process, and it's process over results sometimes. This is the way this game goes. All right, man, let's jump in through these injuries, and I'll start here with the quarterback. So we got Colt McCoy with an elbow, limited practice on Wednesday. He was questionable. Justin Fields, as we talked about with the shoulder. Matt Stafford is out with a neck injury. Walford is out. Questionable, not starting. We sounds like man, we're getting Mister UVA. Yeah. Uh, the Rams, the Rams are done. The Rams are getting smoked. By the way, this is going to be the worst. What Monday? Is it Monday or Sunday? Night? This is the oh god, no, it's not Sunday. That's the Eagles. This is the Monday night game, I believe. Cheap uh, Chiefs Rams, I believe. No, is it? Oh god, that's ugly. 
Yeah, I don't know why I'm thinking it's Monday night. Uh, I, no, I hope it's not. it's not. Um, it, it is Chiefs Rams, but it's 4:25 on Sunday. Okay. Um, anyway. Monday right, right. is almost as good. Oh, Pittsburgh another, at Pittsburgh, Indy, Carolina in Indy. <laughs> no, Pittsburgh in Indy. <laughs> That's gonna be so bad. We got some awesome primetime oh, games God, this week, guys. Real uh, this week. Here, we got Gus Edwards who we hope is returning. That's another one that's going to like shake up the, the running back ranking yeah. here. You guys got to have to pay attention to that one. Questionable with a hammy. You got Joe Mixon, as we talked about already. He's got the concussion. Didn't practice. So trending in the wrong direction, but we've seen those things like that. Tavis Murray's questionable. Limited practice. Doesn't sound anything too serious. What about Chase Edmonds on the IR? They don't have anyone else. I know, right? Aaron Jones, questionable, limited practice, probably just a um, maintenance day, really, for him. We got Mostert, questionable, didn't practice. So that's something else to keep an eye on. And we obviously uh, talked about Fournette. Yeah. Uh, receivers, Rondell Moore, uh, groin ruled out for Sunday. So that's not there uh, for the Cardinals. We got uh, Marquise Brown. Um, activated off the IR, probably going to be on a pitch count. Um, and then Greg Dorch, questionable, uh, didn't practice Wednesday. So, like, next man up, we thought with Dorch, but maybe not. Yeah, he's still Jameson uh, Williams returning from the IR. So, uh, he is eligible to play, not necessarily will play, but that's pretty exciting. Dynasty League managers are super excited there. Fine, go out and grab him in, in redraft leagues if you really have the spot, but I'm not counting on him just being a juggernaut right away. Um, Jamar Chase, who we've talked about, limited practice. Looks like he's on his way back. Randall Cobb, questionable with an illness, limited practice. Ram- Romeo Dobbs, doubtful, didn't practice. Juju, full practice today with the concussion, so trending on his way back. Kadarius Tony didn't practice. Uh, with that hamstring injury, dude, I mean, that that's what's held him out for a while is is the hamstring. Yeah. So I'm not expecting him to play. Mike Williams' ankle that he re-aggravated last game didn't practice. Alan Robinson questionable with an ankle injury, limited practice. Wandale Robinson plays on the IR, as we talked about. And then Debo questionable with a hammy, limited practice. Um, keep an eye on that one. I don't know if I'm, like, too concerned about that one, but we've seen him miss games. Uh, tight end, Kyle Pitts placed on the IR with a knee. I mean, can our fantasy manager sort of like relieved at this point because it's just been Probably. so bad. <laughs> I mean, I kind of would be like, as sad as it is to say, now you don't have to think about it, right? We just don't have to worry yeah. about Kyle Pitts anymore. Um, David Njoku, yeah. questionable with an ankle uh, and knee, didn't practice, but... Um, He'll probably be good to go. Uh, Gerald Everett, limited practice, questionable. Um, Tyler Higby, questionable, limited practice. And then Logan Thomas, questionable, limited practice. So lots of yeah. uh, unknowns there. Again, Just, it's early. We usually do this on Thursday. I wish we you know, could this week, but we just can't. And um, so you get a little less information on the injury front with, yeah. with all this at this point of the week. Um, but just following up on that, Jameson Williams, uh, it was noted that the Lions announced it on Monday that he was designated 
for a return, um, but he's not likely to be a candidate to play tomorrow. So uh, look for him hopefully next week. And uh, yeah. we'll go from there. Yep. Alrighty, everybody. Uh, so that is it for the show. I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy the turkey. Enjoy the mashed potatoes. Enjoy the family. And uh, good luck in week 12. Yes. We will, happy uh, turkey. Thank you to our uh, listeners and subscribers. Absolutely. Keep it coming. Uh, we, we love the feedback. We love all the questions uh, during the show. So thank you guys for that. Um, we wouldn't be here without you guys helping us, you know, giving us a reason to do it. Um, so we're, we're here for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Us, uh, man. Yeah. As, as, as AJ and Mike know, man, it's been a rough week for me, man. I, I uh, it's, I was not in a great mood, but just being here, talking to these guys, talking to you guys on here has really kind of brightened my mood. Uh, I yes. think even these guys can obviously, these guys can obviously tell, like I've been able to just, you know, power through it. And it, I, I love talking to guys. So I want you guys to join our memberships. Talk to us on discord, man. I love, I love talking to you all, man. I don't talk to AJ yeah. anymore. I talk to him enough. <laughs> I, I, again, it's usually he just yells at me. Um, I mean, he gave me a lot of reason to. True. Uh, so the last <laughs> little Thanksgiving tidbit I will leave you is you thanking me for finding the beer. It is Burton Batten. Ah, yes. An oak aged marriage of an Imperial IPA and an English strong. It's not even really an IPA. It, it tastes nothing like a normal IPA, but it is it's, good. No, it's been it's yeah, a high barrel version. aged it is phenomenal and like so that's what made me try that stout uh that i that i did at at um at the local place by me brew belly and yeah. i was like wow that tastes pretty good and so i i went with it but uh i, I don't yeah i tasted uh, phenomenal i also got a uh stout at my uh local brewery here bog turtle brewery shout out um and yeah, it was good. It was really good. I'm not not big on stouts, but that one, I was like, eh, I probably yep. could drink this. All right, guys. Well, that is it for the show. See you all next week, and uh, have a good Thanksgiving. See you. <laughs>